0: Steven, did you hear about this Applebee's deal? No, please enlighten me.
1: Well, thoughts on Applebee's? Are you pro, con Applebee's? I think Applebee's is fine if you're on a multiple hour long journey and you stop at a strip mall in the middle of nowhere and you wanna eat while you're there and you go to that Applebee's. Applebee's,
0: okay. Well, we've missed our chance, but yesterday my partner and I were gobsmacked to find. The Applebee's was offering the deal of a lifetime. The Applebee's date pass was wow. offered this morning only. It was $200 and it gives you $52, $30 food vouchers.
1: Wow. Is that enough money to have a date meal
0: at Applebee's? It's enough to pretty much cover entrees, not cover drinks or appetizers. Okay. That's nice. So Lil and I like went down this whole Applebee's math thing. Uh-huh. It was $200. For 52 meals, and it came out to that's like over $1,500 of food.
1: Yeah. But you got to so eat then Applebee's we did the math 52 times.
0: That's once a week. how many Applebee's passes would uh-huh. you have to buy to eat just Applebee's every night for the seven. entire year? It was like eight. By, it was like seven and some change. So you well, go eight.
1: Uh, Zach, if there's 52 vouchers, there's 52 uh-huh. weeks in a year. Uh-huh. That's one a week. Seven days in a week. <laughs> Did you guys do like based on 365? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. So Instead it gave you some of the to weeks. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: But it would be like $1,500 to buy mm-hmm. the passes to eat nothing but Applebee's all year. And obviously that would suck, but $1,500 to cover a night out of dinner every day for an entire year. Applebee's has
1: a way too big menu, so there's enough stuff you could eat something different a lot of times. I don't like Applebee's that much. I know I would get
0: sick of it, but two hundred dollars for a meal one week a year almost feels worth going to Applebee's once a week. You know, if I lived close to an
1: Applebee's, I probably would do it. That's a pretty. You can use it on uh, carryout orders as well. Oh, that's okay. Well, now that. So like $30, you don't
0: have to prove that you're on a date. You just get a $30 (laughs) Applebee's meal.
1: Now that's pretty nice. I
0: know. So I got on the website this morning and they're gone.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know how many sold, but they're gone. A lot of families just (laughs) scooping that up, then sitting at five separate tables and eating alone. Just how a family should. (laughs)
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of our podcast. Hi, everybody out there. I'm Zach, and keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. I'm Steven, and I fucked Ted. We'll explain why that's important in a little bit, because
1: it's a very special episode <laughs> the of the podcast. The significance of Ted and, yes. and why I slept with him. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> We'll get all into that. It's very important that we're here today because it's 2024, it's an election year, and as a few months ago, we announced that the first of the four options in the most important election of the year, that being, of course, the election that determines which podcast Stephen and I will be doing next, it's time to talk about option number two. So we're going to do a whole hypothetical podcast on the second Show idea, which is drumroll, 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 Breaking Bad slash Better Call Saul, the Vince Gilligan Albuquerque verse, two of the greatest drama shows of all time,
1: covered Vince by two Gillian of
0: Jacobs. the most serious podcasters of all time. But we're gonna start the show as we usually do by shouting out. Our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are, of course, Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Fortier, Lil S. Haker, and Autumn Marsh.
1: Evening winter.
0: Thanks to those people and the $5
1: patrons over at where? Steven? patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcasts
0: thanks to their support we will never have to resort to selling meth on the street we just do that for fun
1: exactly it's 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 chemistry we're learning and
0: by supporting us over at patreon you get all kinds of extra content you get weekly podcasts live streams early access all of it and a lot more every week at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcasts so support us there
1: Please. Not to mention our photos and videos that are just too hot for Instagram and YouTube.
0: Before we get into the imaginary episode of our Breaking
1: Bad podcast, mm-hmm. how was your week? You know, it was pretty good. It was a busy week, but a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Watched some Say Yes to the Dress.
0: Interesting choice.
1: Got- Reinstated and then under review again in Call of Duty because people got mad at me for being too good. You said I'm allowed to say that word. Stop reporting <laughs> me. <laughs> hey, I can say it. I promise. They're like, not a chance, Buckle. <sighs> I uh kind of accidentally won in a supposed to be amateur social dance competition with Danny yesterday. But hey, you know, nor a normal week in the life for. For old uh, Steven. You're like the pool
0: shark that shows up at the billiards club (laughs) and you're like, I'm just an average Joe. Jazz hand.
1: Jazz hand plie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that's the type of dancing you do. I've never seen it. I wouldn't know.
1: That's pretty much it. What is a plie? Uh, It's where you bend. Now, I've never done ballet. Not good at it. It's where you bend your knees and squat, kind of. It's a lowering action. Kind of like what you do body. onto my face every day. a day
0: Well, thanks for asking. My week's been good. Uh, you know, honestly, I feel that it's been kind of a shitty week. I've watched a lot of movies, which have been good, but I've been sick again. Mm. I've basically been sick
1: since Christmas, which fucking sucks. Well, I did give you my sickness that lasted a long time, so you're yes. going to have it for a while. Oh, I doubled you got me down gave the next with the person. sickness.
0: i and- I've been kind of having, I don't know, like a anxiety, depressive period the last couple days, which sucks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Everyone out there,
1: take some stock on your mental health. Well, Zach, if you quit rolling your cigarettes and cocaine, maybe you wouldn't be so stressed out all the time. I just feel like it's important because when people <laughs>
0: look at me, when they see me on the podcast, they hear me talk. Mm-hmm. They're like, that's a guy that's got it figured out. But- I would like to let you know, I'm sure it's a shock, that I am an Mm. anxious mess sometimes, and that's okay. And it's okay okay. to be like, hey, that happens sometimes, and I'm working on it, and I'm struggling a little bit. So if you are two, take stock of it, okay?
1: okay BetterHelp.com
0: slash (laughs) (laughs) ZachAndSteven5.
1: Hey, it's 2024. Therapy's not only for punk-ass bitches anymore.
0: Get help, stop BetterHelp. pissing your, your money down the drain <laughs> and start pissing it down the drain of a licensed professional. <laughs> We're not always licensed, in parentheses, <laughs> in to driver's licensed professionals. We're recording this mm-hmm. podcast on my last day of my mid 20s. Wow, are you turning yeah. 27 tomorrow? Yes. I'm turning 27
1: tomorrow. Which Are we I famous enough that you're going to die of an overdose? Is the beginning
0: of... is the be- <laughs> Famous has nothing to do with it. I don't think we're famous <laughs> enough for anybody to care. Uh. I think 27 is the beginning of the late 20s. Do you agree? Yeah, I, You can't say you're in your mid-20s at 27. It's true. But 27 is the start of the late. Yeah. So three, that's three, tomorrow. Three. I never feel like a big shift on birthdays. I... Always like the, I mean, I like getting attention from people, so that's always Mm -hmm. fun. I don't really feel like a big weight on my birthday, but I feel like I've been feeling a weight the last couple years of like really realizing how fucking late of a bloomer I was and like how good the last couple years of my 20s -hmm. have generally been and kind of being like, damn,
1: there they went you know yeah you know i think if there's a birthday that that people that i've seen turn this age have had a bit of a crisis mm-hmm. it is 27 so it, it's really? time zach you're allowed to you're allowed to be as bratty and whiny and upset as you want to be on your birthday when you turn 27 like i want you to be I a will. real problem for everyone around you i I'm want to make it everyone else's Applebee's problem. And walk right up to the bartender and say, it's my birthday. You better give me a free shot. I'm 27.
0: I'm suddenly aware
1: of my impending mortality.
0: <laughs> I'm going to make it everybody else's problem in this Applebee's.
1: Yeah. You should make everyone go on a really expensive destination trip, but then not have any money the whole time and be like, well, yeah. I mean, it is my birthday. I'd love if someone PayPal got me this. At
0: Pruitt CC. <laughs> you
1: should still like pin your dollars to your shirt like kids used to do in school did you you ever see the you're saying kids pinned dollars to themselves (laughs) at school i this was not a thing that i ever did but i did see people that on their birthday would walk around school with money safety pinned to them because i guess it's in some homes it's tradition to like pin all the money that you get to yourself i don't really understand it i don't know
0: i don't think this is a thing Stephen. i don't why would having money out of your clothing pinned to you (laughs) in a public school be anything but trouble it's your birthday what if you're like the bully on your birthday (laughs) like pin your fucking lunch money to my sweater come
1: on you better wish me a happy birthday tomorrow you know
0: my birthday is tomorrow as of recording and it's like the third or fourth thing on the list of what i'm excited for tomorrow yeah. Like, That's I'm excited true. for Oscar nominations. One, mm-hmm. by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be out. I don't know what's nominated yet. I'm very, very excited. Number two, I'm going to see the touring performance of To Kill a Mockingbird. That'll be fun. And it Atticus, just Atticus, coincided Atticus, with my birthday. Atticus, it wasn't purposeful Atticus. to do it on my birthday. And then, like, number
1: three is probably like taking a shit at some point in the day. Mm-hmm. Then, number four is uh, the day of my birth. Are you at the point in your life where you don't have to do like mandatory family dinners on your birthday where you have to meet with them? Nope. You'll get like a phone call and a Maybe. Venmo and Fingers call. Fingers crossed, a day? not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I usually get a very sweet call or voicemail from my grandmother sometimes in which she sings
1: happy birthday to me. That's really which cute. Is sweet. Yeah. And then you call her back and you're like, hey, you were a little flat uh, through that. So I'm going to need you to do that again so that when you pass, I can play a better recording. (laughs) Hey, could you and Granddad agree on a key next time, please?
0: Well, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before we become
1: a different podcast for an hour? Anything we need to cover? It's been really cold, Zach. Stay warm. It's really cold in Chicago. Tuesday, the wind chill was like negative 24.
0: Last time that we spoke around here, it has been cold. There's been a lot of mm-hmm. snow. We've had some snow.
2: Yeah. That's Negative what 24, to bring up,
0: Here's what I'd like to ask you. You, as someone who tertiarily mm-hmm. is hearing Oscar buzz and movie buzz, yeah. and me as someone who's like watching it, what are you most hoping, whether it's a performance or a movie, to get some recognition tomorrow. And people will know what got nominated so they can check our work. Yeah,
1: I would like to see Ryan Gosling get nominated because I think think that I want there to be more comedies to get recognized at the Oscars. It doesn't need to only be sad movies about slavery and death, because I think funny movies are really important to film. Well, I
0: mean, look at what won last year.
1: I mean, sure, it was a movie that was about death and heavy stuff, but it was also Mm -hmm. a very, very funny movie. Yeah, and then I would like across the Spider Verse. I really hope is nominated and taken seriously, and I think it'd be cool to have two anime movies nominated.
0: Well, Spider Verse is definitely going to get nominated for uh, animated feature, but I think there are people that are hoping that it might cinch a couple other nominations, which would be. I think it big. deserves a best picture nomination, but it
1: won't. Yeah. Get it. Well, and I think that here's here's what that's not going to happen but that needs to happen at some point. Animated movies need to be recognized for directing and cinematography because it is a thing that goes into it. And the shot composition is in Across the Spider-Verse is one of yeah. – I mean, there, there are visually moments in that that I not think arguing. are unparalleled in feature-length media.
0: But. I think the problem is that it's like branches – and mm-hmm. unions that vote on these things. So it's like the director's branch of the Academy that nominates yeah. people for best director. And I think there's a bias. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Well, because
1: you like, didn't take the film yourself and knead it into a circle and then play it. needed it into a circle. I don't know circle. how. I don't... Uh, so, Zach, something about me, I don't really, like... How does movies work?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I understand capturing visuals but even though I literally like majored in music production for my time at Ball State University no idea I don't understand how sound is captured
0: hmm what were they teaching you over there well now what you took away (laughs) from your Ball State education does not (laughs) exactly speak on them (laughs) Uh, to answer my own question because I want to move on I recently watched and really really loved May December and it's this really crazy dark movie that some people kind of hate it and a lot of people really love it. And I really want to see... Char- Do you know who Charles Melton is? He was in Riverdale. I don't know who he played, but he was like a side character in Riverdale. This is like his first big movie. And the plot of that movie is very interesting. And he basically plays this man who had something really traumatic happen to him when he was a kid, and it's totally stunted who he is now without him Mm -hmm. knowing it. And the way that that actor performs it is one of the most amazing things I saw in any movie last year. So I would really love for Charles Melton to get a a supporting actor nomination or lead actor. I think it'd be supporting actor. And I'd like to see that movie get some love in general. May, December, everybody check it out. Hell yeah. Well, Stephen, I think it's time for us to... Sidestep into an imagined world where where we're doing a podcast about a different show than what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I want everyone to close their eyes and imagine that Zach and Steven have a podcast about Breaking Bad and you're about to tune in to an episode of it. I have an idea for a title for a Breaking Bad podcast. Should I say it or should mm-hmm. we save that for if we do it? Say it and bleep it out. I think I've told you before. I think it has to be podcast.
1: As long as you say
0: podcast, well, it'd be
1: podcasts.
0: And I say Breaking Bad, but of course, the plan would be to do Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. We'll talk a little bit about Better Call Saul at the end of the podcast today. Mm -hmm. But for this moment, we are going to focus on Breaking Bad. Steven, why don't you hit the big old button and we'll start off our Breaking Bad podcast. I will
1: hit the proverbial meth pipe. The video people are going to know I'm not really hitting a meth pipe here. had me fooled. Meth. Can you smoke meth with a lighter?
3: Tell me why you're doing this. Seriously. Why do you do it? Money. Mainly. There you go. Nah, come on. Man... Some straight like you giant stick up his ass all of a sudden, at age, what, sixty? He's just gonna break bad. I'm fifty. It's weird is all. Okay, it, it doesn't compute, listen. If you've gone crazy. Or something? I mean, if you've, if, you, if you've gone crazy or depressed, I'm, I'm just saying. That that's something I need to know about. Okay, I mean, that, that affects me. I am awake.
2: Uh, What?
3: Buy the RV. We start tomorrow.
0: Mr. White, yo, I'm walking
1: here. Ah, uh, Pinkman, uh, Jesse, uh. Yo, <coughs> Mr. White. Do you think that, that like Aaron Paul started and delivered the lines like, yo, Mr. White, what's up? And they're like, no, 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 no. More, give me more. Vince Gillian's like, give me more.
0: Aaron Paul is great as Jesse. There are some moments in the pilot that do give theater kid playing drug addict. Hey, yo, pooch, what's happening, puppy dog?
1: That's the exact moment.
0: <laughs> he says, so anyway, how you doing? Hey, poochie. Hey, <laughs> or poochie. something like that. Hey,
2: yeah, yo, yeah.
0: puppy oh, Whoa, yikes, man. Look at that and tell me it's not the best scante you've ever seen. What the fuck are <laughs> some of these if, words? If
1: nobody says sconte
0: to me, I cannot finish. Steven. I am very excited to be introducing one of my two suggestions Mm -hmm. for our next podcast, which is the Vince Gilligan, Albuquerque, crime, drama, universe of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, two of the greatest dramatic series of all time, two of my absolute favorite television series of all time, another show that we bonded over in Mm -hmm. the past, and a show that I would be deeply, deeply excited to dive into with you and to see what kind
1: of nonsense we'd bring out of it. What do you think? I, like you said, this is a show that we bonded over. We watched this show. My first time through the show was watching it a lot with you. And, you know, I owe a lot of my love for this show to you. I've seen it all through twice, which, you know, isn't a ton, but is enough to know how good it is and how much I love it. And it's, uh, I think, one of the greatest shows of all time and one that really didn't necessarily initially ignite, but cemented my love for this type of show. Which is so cool.
0: Before I found Breaking Bad and got into it, I got into Breaking Bad in the year between the two halves of season five. Mm. So they aired the first half of season five, which ends with Hank finding out on the toilet. Oh, shit, yeah. Right? And then they waited a whole year before they went to the next episode, which is the one where Walt and Hank are in a garage together, and if that if you think you don't know who I am, tread lightly. You know what I'm
1: talking about? Yeah, that's some real, like, There's the whole, whole way the year between, that's some real anime shit to do. That's wild. And that was the year that I
0: fell in love with the show, because there was so much hype around the yeah. show. So I watched all four and a half seasons to get ready for those last eight episodes, mm-hmm. and then absolutely savored those last eight episodes as they aired those eight weeks. And... I don't know why you wouldn't have been there, but I had like a group thing at my house for the finale. I had like a finale party and there were like six people like cheering at moments in the finale as if it was a sporting event, Yeah, which makes Breaking Bad in its finale, a piece of television history for my life that I will Mm -hmm. absolutely never forget. It's very important to me. Hell of a program. I even remember in those eight episodes, there was one of the episodes that Aaron Paul was like live tweeting. And he tweeted out the phone number to a payphone, and was like, I'm going to be taking calls this whole episode while it airs. Did you call? And I remember trying to call over and over and over again. And now that I'm thinking back on it, what would 17, 18-year-old Zach have had to say if he answered?
1: Wow. I'm just, you know, I think you're so talented. And I have this screenplay I'm working on. And I think you'd be perfect to be my love interest. <laughs>
0: Do you remember about how
1: old you were when you watched the first episode about the same time then? I think the show was done when I started it. Mm-hmm. I definitely started, like, watched the first episode with you because you were like, you had to watch the show. So good. So it might have been when we were at Ball State, probably. I feel like we watched it. That you hadn't watched Breaking Bad. Well, no, because yes. we
0: watched a little bit of Better Call Saul while you were at Ball State. And you had definitely seen all of Breaking oh, then Bad. it must have be been then. when I was at home then. So Because I remember watching... A must couple episodes in school, then. of like the first couple episodes of Better Call Saul in your dorm room. Yes. A la when we watched Goodwill Hunting
1: together. In yes. Yeah. So uh, I been will been talk high about school, Better then. Call Saul at the end. I'm excited. Yeah. It must have been in high school then when we watched it together. But it's really good. I remember I was pretty bought in immediately. I know that some people are like, oh, you know, you got to get to the I think the first I think the pilot of this show is great and really hooks you into everything and this is such a show that there are so many moments that i was so shocked and left like unbelievably like whoa that just happened they can do that holy shit Uh, there's just so many incredible moments in this show that i think about on a regular basis so i will
0: always remember like with a lot of moments in breaking bad the first time i watched ozymandias oh and i watched it as it aired so there were commercial breaks Mm -hmm. and the commercial break after can I spoil Breaking Bad? I think at this point you can say what happens cuz we're I'm be going like, to spoil yeah. Breaking Bad. We're going to talk about spoilers. And I think if we did the show, we would spoil some things because it would frame how Absolutely. we talk about previous events. Mm-hmm. And I think that's expected. That's fine. Yeah. That scene that ends with like Walt Jr has a knife yeah. and Walt Walt Jr and Skyler are tussling on the ground. It's mm-hmm. dead silent and then Walt leaves with the baby as Skyler screams in the middle of the street trying to block the car commercial break that's
1: wild that's crazy i I like had
0: i genuinely had to get up and like walk around and i even bless my mother's heart i went to the other room where my mom was watching tv and i had to be like i know you don't know what any of this means but this is i've gotta unload for a second and i did (laughs) and she was like okay honey press play on hallmark channel (laughs) But you started talking about being into it from the first episode. So Mm -hmm. that's a great segue to talk about the first episode. We're not going to get as deep into the pilot of Breaking Bad as we typically would, uh, of course, if we do this podcast, we're going to get really deep into these episodes, but mm-hmm. we're going to have a loose conversation about the pilot of Breaking Bad. I had no idea how to single out one episode of Breaking Bad, yeah. and you haven't seen enough of Better Call Saul to pick a random episode of Better Call Saul, so we're going to talk about the pilot of Breaking Bad. You said it hooks you from the beginning, and some people say that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think the pilot, it doesn't have any of those crack moments where I've got to watch the next one right this second. I've got to know what happens next now. Yeah. That was my experience of watching the show for the first time. But it is such a good pilot that has some of the pilot-itis that some sure. shows have, but says what it's here to do really well, has a good amount of showing, not telling for something that, you know, it's the first episode. You've got to tell us a lot. It totally. still manages to show, not tell and I also think the pilot almost works really well as its own thing. Yeah, Like, it does. almost as a short film beginning to end. Mm-hmm. The whole show is the transformation of Walt. This one episode is a pretty big transformation of Walt, just from the beginning to the end of the episode. And I think that's really cool that they manage in the first episode to kind of do a, a truncated version of what they're going to be doing across the entire series.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of had forgotten. I've seen this this episode a few you know several times yeah. it's, it's more
0: times than you've watched the show all the way through
1: probably totally yes definitely and i feel like you know you remember all the beats and things but what i had because i've i haven't watched it in so long i had forgotten how some of these scenes made me feel and how excited i got for them mm-hmm. and like so many lines that i remembered so well in my head and like seeing them again is like it's just so fun and this show is just so fun and so good and it's just, I don't know, it's really exciting. enthralling, Yeah, and yeah, it, it very feels exciting. so... One thing that the show, even when it gets as its most ridiculous, it's always really rooted in as much reality as it can be. And you feel that a lot of times during this episode, like you feel just so anxious watching certain parts of it, even though you know it's going to be okay. They do such a good job of building tension and, and establishing how... A certain character is feeling in that moment. It's great. It's awesome. Well, let's
0: get into some of our things we would normally do for an episode of the Mm -hmm. show. We're here to talk about season one, episode one of Breaking Bad. This episode is often referred to as Breaking Bad, and it's also often referred to as pilot. So I'm going to call Breaking Bad just like that. This episode of the show was directed by the series creator Vince Gilligan. And I wanted to take a look at his history as a director. He directed two episodes of the original run of The X-Files. Okay. Uh, He directs five episodes of Breaking Bad across its five seasons, he directs El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and he directed nine episodes of Better Call Saul. Oh, nice. This episode was written as well by Vince Gilligan, the series creator. As a writer, he wrote 30 (laughs) episodes of the original run of The X-Files. He wrote 13 episodes of Breaking Bad across its five seasons. He was the co-creator of a show called Battle Creek that was on during Breaking Bad. That was like a buddy cop, or like a cop drama starring... The progressive guy, the like, who's the guy in the commercials that's gruff, and he's All like, State? I don't even know how to describe. Maybe Allstate, yeah, the
1: Allstate guy in good hands, black guy yeah, deep voice, him. not black guy. Oh, white guy, scruffy face. Sure, mayhem.
0: Yes, it starred him. And it was a a cop show that only lasted one season that Vince Gilligan co-created. Vince (laughs) Gilligan also directed El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and four episodes of Better Call Saul. This episode aired almost to the date as of time of recording, 16 years ago, on January 20th, 2008. Wow, really close. Yeah, really, really close. It's kismet. It's fun how things work Mm -hmm. out that way sometimes. Yeah. Let's go all the way back to 2008 for just a second to talk about what the number one. Oh, did I mention? I think I skipped over this. When I was talking about the things that Vince Gilligan wrote, Vince Gilligan mm-hmm. wrote the screenplay for Hancock. What? With, with uh, Will Smith. That's so I forgot funny. to mention that. And that was a what for me, too. <laughs> that he really only has a handful of credits outside of his mm-hmm. universe. He's got X-Files in the script for Hancock. <laughs> okay that's hilarious so january 20th 2008 let's talk about the number one movie this number one movie is a film that presents itself as found footage mm. and spawned two sequels that yeah, were, were not are looking at
1: cloverfield
0: yes and i was gonna give the fun fact that both of the sequels in quotation marks for cloverfield were not written as cloverfield scripts they were chosen by J.J. Abrams and had Cloverfield kind of added to them. Interesting. Yes, 10 Cloverfield like Lane, kind of... which is excellent, actually. And the You've Netflix original, the Cloverfield Paradox, which I have never seen. Didn't and I've never existed. seen
1: the original Cloverfield. Have you? Uh, you haven't. I saw Cloverfield. I didn't see the sequel. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane fine. is
0: great. I, I've never seen Cloverfield. I remember the commercials when it came out.
1: Yeah, I think you can do found footage well, and then you can do found footage obnoxiously. And I think Cloverfield's a little obnoxious.
0: Well, let's personally. see what people have thought of it. It was mm-hmm. the number one movie. Yeah. This week, January 20th, 2008. Let's start at Rotten Tomatoes. To find out this answer, I had to do Rotten Tomatoes' job for itself. By the critic score, it said not enough data for tomato meter, right? <laughs> so so then I the scrolled down to see are there only a few reviews? And there's like 270 critic reviews, but not a tomato meter score. So I had to do math. You counted all 278 and came up with a score? No, at the top it says like Oh, how many are positive? How many number are number of not. reviews, number of fresh reviews, number of rotten reviews, and I took that and made a score. Nice. So Cloverfield, the original, what do you think critics thought of it?
1: 54%. It is higher. Ooh,
0: 65. It's quite a bit higher than that even sitting at 78%. Wow.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Okay, JJ Abrams, the hot shot of Hollywood at the time or the up and coming yeah. at the time. I up don't think he was quite the, the hot
0: shot yet. And then he did
1: uh Star Wars and everything Star- kind of went downhill from well, there. Well, his Star Trek was good. Into Darkness, mm-hmm. shit goes crazy. Star Wars not great. We've talked about that we like Force Awakens. Oh, he did but, Force Awakens, yeah. Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah, kind of undoes all the good.
0: So 78% from the critics on Cloverfield. What do you think the
1: audience has to say on mm. Rotten Tomatoes about Cloverfield? Higher or lower? Okay. Lower. 68. Correct? Hey! Correct? Wow.
0: 68% from the audience, 10 lower from the 78% critics score. Mm-hmm. What about Letterboxd? Mmm. Do you think higher or lower than
1: the audience of 68%? Here's what I think is going to hurt its score on Letterboxd. Okay. It's either people like you who have seen 10 Cloverfield Lane and went back and watched mm-hmm. it and were disappointed. Or people that watched it then saw 10 Cloverfield Lane, then re-watched it when the paradox came out and were like, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it was. Gave it a lower score. I'm going to say 60% even. You are close. It's a little higher. 62%
0: even. The letterbox score is the exact same as the Rotten Tomatoes oh, audience 68.
1: at 68%. Okay. Not okay. Bad. I'll buy it. Maybe I should watch Cloverfield. And sure. you should watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's good. I'll check it out. Is it scary? I hope it's scary. Is it a little scary?
0: 10 Cloverfield Lane is tense. They're, like, in a bunker, and John Goodman is this, like, weird old guy who's telling Mm -hmm. them he's, like, saving them from the apocalypse, and the whole thing is, is there anything actually going on outside? And they start to doubt him, and it's Cloverfield, so you can guess if things are actually going on outside or not. Nice. The number one album on January 20th, 2008 is... A album from one of the most highly regarded rock acts of all time, and one that I've
1: tried but never successfully gotten super into. Hmm. Are we thinking Red Hot? Do you consider Red Hot Chili Peppers a rock group?
0: Yes, but not who we're talking about. When I say like Metallica, one of the most critically regarded, like high,
1: highest oh. regard for this act. Is it Tool? No, it's Radiohead. Oh, I like Radio. Oh, is it fucking In Rainbows? I love In Rainbows. I listened to that album very recently and really, really liked it. Uh, Mm -hmm. it, It's top three Radiohead albums for me. I recently listened through a lot of Radiohead because Dissect did a season on In Rainbows that was really good. I've never listened to it. Uh, I think you would like uh, more Radiohead than maybe you know. I think I've grown into someone that would appreciate it, but when I tried it out
0: when I was like a kid into 90s music, it wasn't my jam.
1: Because I I knew I liked some Radiohead, but a lot of their stuff's pretty musically cool. What do you think people
0: thought of it? You said you really love it. I don't really know this album. The lead singles I had never heard of. Jigsaw falling into place and Mm -hmm. Nude
1: Nude is singles. a really good Viennese Waltz. I like Nude a lot. Really pretty song. The opening track on the album's really good, Zach. Uses a lot of mixed meter, cool, wild shit. You know that the critics love Radiohead. Yeah. And this might be their best, their most critically acclaimed album. Like in terms of like critics liking it. When it came out, this was the one that I feel like might be the biggest. So let's start with all music. hmm Okay. It's out of five to the first
0: decimal point. What do you think we're at? 4.8. It's lower. 4.5? Yes, 4.5 out of 5 from all music. Pretty good. That's a pretty fair score. I think it's a good album. Do you think the snobs over at Rate Your Music are high on In Rainbows? Well,
1: nobody likes Radiohead more than music snobs, so I'm going to say yes.
0: Where do you think we're at out of 5 to the second decimal point?
1: 4.75. It's lower. 4.6
0: even. It is lower than a 4.5, but it is... A 4.31. And anything over four is excellent on Rate Your Music. So that's yeah, still pretty truly.
1: good. Nice. Good Should album. I listen
0: to this album specifically? Do you think it would turn my radio
1: head tides? Maybe. I mean, I listened to their first three before listening to this one. Like mm-hmm. in preparation to listen to it. But it's not necessary. All right. Well, I think you'd like it. That.
0: Brings us back to something else huge. Another big landmark that occurred on January 20th, 2008. The airing of the first episode of Breaking Bad. Steven, we haven't really discussed how this segment would work if we did Breaking Bad. Today, we're loosely talking about the pilot, which totals Mm -hmm. at 58 minutes long. Yeah. How long should I give you to recap the episode?
1: Well, we've got... Close to three times the length of mm-hmm. episode, but I'm not going to ask for three times the length of recap. I think I should get at least like 33 seconds. Uh, the thing is, the more time you get, the more
0: detail I expect. Mm-hmm. But the less time you get, the more challenge it is to get everything out. Yeah. A minute is too much. Too much. 20 seconds is way too short. Way too short. We're going to meet in the middle of 40. 40. Okay, I'll take 40. I can use 40. You've got 40 seconds.
1: Seems a little people. long, but I'll try.
0: Wait, I haven't even introduced the segment. Did Steven watch the episode? <gasps> Yo,
1: Mr. White. Week. Did Steven drop- watch the episode this week to the pee? To
0: Hey Poochie. You've got 40 seconds on the clock. Are you ready to tell everyone everything that happened to the T? In the first episode of one of the most iconic television series of all time. I'm sure going to try, I guess. Okay. It means very little because this is hypothetical at this point. Yeah. So, on go, your time begins. Are you ready?
1: Can you rate me on scale? Like, instead of a a letter grade, can you give me a different element from the periodic table corresponding to its elemental number? No. Yeah, fair fair enough. On go. (laughs) Three. Yeah two, one, go. Mild-mannered chemistry teacher Walter White is turning 50. He's kind of in the doldrums of his life, but now he's got cancer and money problems. He's working a second job at a car wash. So he goes on a ride along with his brother-in-law cop and sees a former student that was selling meth. So he's like, I can make a lot of fucking money doing that. So he teams up with with former student to make some meth, but they got to sell it. Turns out former meth partner's mad. So now they're going to point a gun to him because they think they're cops. Because he saw him when he got arrested, but then everything goes haywire. Walt's a, a chemist artist, makes some crazy good meth, but he also makes mustard gas, phosphoric gas, to pass out the guys and kill them. And then the cops are coming, but, they, but Walt's going to shoot Stop. himself but there's no bullets. Mm.
0: You didn't do bad. I think I would have liked more of the Walt and Skylar side sure. of the episode. Maybe a mention of Walt Jr. Maybe a mention of beating up the kids at the store. Great scene. Forgot about there that. There are a couple of things I think you could have mentioned. I think you did okay. You gave mm-hmm. me a lot of the main plot. Yeah, and I don't really have much of a curve to grade you on a 40-second recap So I think mm-hmm. that's good enough to be a
1: B B for Breaking Bad. Thank you B Where just gonna for break bad like B
0: Chromium. is that an element that is nice Let's move on into the next segment, which is gonna be our trivia mm-hmm. I've gathered nine trivia questions for you based off of the pilot of Breaking Bad I know you have more so why don't you
1: kick it off? What color? Is the belt on the pants from the opening scene? Ooh, brown. Yeah, you got it. It's brown belt. I thought you were going to guess white studded. At what time does Walt lie awake in bed after
0: the opening titles?
1: 3 a.m.? No. 5.02 a.m. 5.02. Mm-hmm. What is Walter's zip code? I figured you'd know the address, but maybe not the zip code. Negra Arroyo Lane. I don't know the
0: house number or the zip code. 308, I think. The zip code starts
1: with a 7? My mom saw the Breaking Bad house when she was in New Mexico.
0: she throw a pizza on the roof? You know they have to put a fence around it these days so nobody throws a
1: pizza on the roof? I believe it. I'd throw a pizza up there. Uh, it is 87104. Learn your New Mexico zip codes, Zach. What chapter is Ionic bonds? Okay, this is one of my questions, so I'm not going to look. Is it chapter 6? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Hey, there we go. Uh, What year was Walter awarded for his contributions to science?
0: Bruce Springsteen, Madonna, way before Nirvana, there was U2 and Blondie and music still on MTV. Her two kids in high school, they tell her that she's uncool because she's still preoccupied. Nineteen, 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 eighty,
1: five. Correct. That was good. I also like how many of, of the words you know. I'm sure that most people know a lot of those words. Debbie but just hit
0: the wall. She no. never God. had it all. Yikes. One Prozac a day. Husband's a CPA. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm.
3: My uh,
1: next question for you. Yeah, your turn. I forgot. What, you get I know it dope. feels like I just did a lot, but <laughs> it, it is my it, turn. <laughs> but did it kind of seemed like your thing.
0: What does Hank say Walt looks like holding a gun? <laughs>
1: It's a weird one. Someone with a glass of milk. It was... Yeah, uh, wasn't Ernest Hemingway. It wasn't Charles, 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 Charlton Heston. It wasn't Why would Jimmy it Carter. It was... Uh, I'm getting warmer. Going down uh, the list of all people. <laughs> <laughs> ah, in order. Uh, It wasn't an Aardvark Anderson. We're
0: looking for a Keith Richards holding Keith a glass Richards. of milk. I
1: don't yeah. get it. Maybe he's even a beard? Maybe it's because like he's like a guy that should be tough but isn't. Okay. Keith Richards, he's tough? I don't like Rolling Stones, so I don't know. I don't really know, know if I'd say
0: he's tough. Drug addled.
1: Yeah. Sure. What is chemistry
0: the study of? Chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: the study of change. That is that's what that's how Walt views it. I'll I'll take it. It's not the correct answer, but are you looking for the Webster's answer? <laughs> no, you were looking he says, for what he says after that. Before that, what does he say? The changes after. He said, "Chemistry is the study of matter, but I see mm. it as the study of change." Yeah, sure. Yeah. How much money did Hank seize from the meth lab? This might have been one of mine, but I'm not going to look to make sure. Was it over seven hundred grand? Yes, sir. Nice. That was not one of my questions. Nice. What kind of car does Chad drive? You know, I'm not a car guy, Steven. Yeah, I don't know. I don't need the the model. I just need the make. I don't know. Corvette. Corvette. Hey, I'll. Y-
0: there's a delay, so I'll give that to you. I definitely started saying it before I heard you start saying it on yeah, my end.
1: There's a delay, so I'll, I'll give. How you
0: that. much did Walt spend on the Mastercard and where
1: and for what? Fifteen ninety nine at Staples because they needed new printer paper. You got the amount of change wrong, but everything else was spot on. dollars fifteen ninety three. 1588. 88. Mm. Yes. That New Mexico I don't text. have a
0: Bowling for Soup song for that one. I wish I did. 15, wish I could tell you I
1: 1588. did. 1588. <laughs> Dysentery and incest and revolting against King George. I don't know. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> How many people did they arrest in the meth lab seizure? The one that's mentioned on the news, yeah. not the Amelia one, obviously. Six? Three. Well, I mean, I was counting each one of them as two, so... Mm. How much younger is Skylar than Walt? See, they don't say her exact age, though, do they? Because he's turning 50, and she's like, I can't, I'm dreading turning 40. Did she say in, two, in a couple of years, maybe 12, 11, or 12 years? You're right. I was going to take 11 based off of the
0: context, but that mm-hmm. actual answer is 12. Nice. Because I had to look it up. That was the first time I think
1: I've ever noticed that. Yeah, I don't think I knew that either. Mm-mm. Bryan Cranston is just so young and vibrant looking that, uh, you know, you can't really That's tell. what it is. Mm-hmm. What? This is uh, an easy... You're going to get this one. What Hope color so. is the stain on the doctor's coat? Yellow. It's mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. What would you, you not it? do
0: to a volumetric flask? You wouldn't cook in a volumetric flask. Uh, but he says something else. The reason you don't cook in it is because you don't...
1: You don't... apply heat yes apply heat is exactly right steven boom well did you pay attention in my class no you flunked me mr white remember prick prick (laughs) prick i love aaron paul i just want to say that (laughs) i love him there'll be
0: lots of that if this is the one we do
1: (laughs) hank may not know sage but what does he know dick cheese Oh, you got the words right, cheese dick. <laughs> cheese dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One who <laughs> the the purveyor of said dick cheese. Yes, is the cheese dick is, is
0: the cheese dick? Mm-hmm. Sure. Is so that like is that the Hank touch that from? He Diary has Lodekin? cheese
1: dick. I think he called his uh, co-cop. Mm-hmm. Was this before or after the racial slur? Before. Okay. I thought we could have a counter, and if we're not doing like favorite lines and things in these episodes, we can have a counter of how many worst usage slurs. of a racial
0: slur this week.
1: <laughs> Any slur? Yeah, that's so for the Tarantino. Two slurs cast. This episode. <laughs> What's the other one? Oh, that's in here. Just because you say it doesn't mean it <laughs> doesn't I'll count, give so. Eric
0: Jesse, Lil, and I had this conversation as we were watching the episode. Jesse says, "I'm going to say the word because I have the the ownership. I've taken ownership." but I do not mean to offend, Jesse says the word faggot, and I think Jesse gets the pass because Jesse is clearly a trans man. (laughs) Everyone remembers the heartwarming scene from Breaking Bad where (laughs) Walt walks in on Jesse changing and says, Jesse, you bind? And, And Jesse says, yeah, Mr. White, it's cool, yo. And then Walt unbuttons his shirt and says,
1: so do I. (laughs) flashes back to Jesse in high school with long flowing hair and Jessica yeah (laughs) Jessica Woman.
0: how much is all the money that Walt has in the world 7,000 it's less than 7,000 but that's the number that they say damn he says this is less than 7k yo (laughs) perrick perrick
1: from where did someone Mm. order the mosaic statue
0: Oh shit, that's she's talking to Marie. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, you can just tune out Marie. Mozambique. we are looking for Minnesota, right? First letter. Close. A Similar. Of
0: mm-hmm. I've only got one more for you, so I'll get it out of the way. How does Walt Jr.
1: describe the fit of his jeans? Pretty good, I guess. No. A little tight around here. No. A little loose in the ankles. They're pretty shrunk. Pretty, says, yeah, pretty what the fuck shrunk. What does that mean? Yeah, they're pretty shrunk. I will say this: if I were either of Walt Jr.'s parents, and there were some fucking busters making fun of my physically busters. special needs kid in the store, I would, I would go to jail that day, Zachary, because that shit is not okay. Well, and
0: Walt should have, but he didn't because he's
1: white. Is it white? Yeah. Well, literally, and, if and he Walter went, White at was black, it. this show would be 10 <laughs> minutes long. It, he'd be done. It would be, well, first of all, he'd get to the hospital, and instead of saying, like, in the it's like, my insurance isn't so great, he'd be like, man, you got to let me out of here. This is like $600, and I don't have insurance. And he gets to the hospital, and they would have been like, nah, you're fine. I think it's just growing pains. And he's like, I'm yeah. 50 years old. And they're like, ah, oh, I think you should just take some ibuprofen. And then he would be dead in a couple weeks because they would never have diagnosed him.
0: It would have been a way different show. Not as fun.
1: <laughs> Very different show. Um, how many milliliters 700. is the style recovery flask? Is that
0: right? Is it 700? No. 70?
1: No. Seven. No sevens. Seven hundred and seventy-seven. Neither of the know. units of measurement that he discussed had a seven. Um, it was 800 okay. milliliters. I was close. Sure. Uh, and then what bank does Walter use?
0: Mesa Verde Credit Union, that is a Better Call Saul thing, Blam blam
1: You know, I I would need to rewatch this to check, but I didn't uh-huh. see the word Verde anywhere on that sign. I just saw Mesa Credit Union. I'm not doubting that in Better Call Saul, there is a Mesa Verde Credit Union. I do think but... it's supposed to be the same bank. You could be right that it doesn't say mm-hmm. Mesa Verde. It is Mesa Verde in Better Call Saul. They need to make it more New Mexican.
0: But in my, I feel like it does. I feel I like it says Mesa sign... Verde Credit Union. You just wrote Mesa did mm-hmm. you pause? I Maybe. I don't know if I paused. I definitely I don't back. know. I think you should second guess yourself. Maybe I'm right. You probably just don't know because you haven't seen Better Call Saul. If you had seen it, you would have read the sign right. I've
1: seen a, a season of Better Call Saul. How many are there? Five? There are six seasons of Better Call Saul, by the way, my friend. How many are there of Breaking Bad? Five. That's crazy. Better Call Saul ran for longer than Breaking Bad? Yeah. That's think about nuts. how long it's on. It just ended like last year.
0: Yeah, we it's were been on since... binging the first season that was already finished our freshman year of college. Holy shit. It was on for a long time. God damn. And zero Emmys. You it won zero Emmys.
1: That's kind of messed
0: up. That's what keeps think. me up at night. That's my 13th reason is that Ray <laughs> Seahorn never won an Emmy.
1: That's my 13th reason. Remember 13 Reasons Why? Yes. That was a bad show. Only saw the first season. Bad. Me too. Bad. I know. Why
0: would there be three seasons? The main character kills himself at the end of the first one. (laughs) I think she keeps showing up as a force ghost in the later seasons.
1: (laughs) Blame him. (laughs) Well, there is so
0: much that goes on in the pilot of Breaking Bad. And I'll be honest with you, listener. I'm a little bit pulling that these are the shows that you vote on. For us to do as our next podcast and we'll dive way way deep into the pilot of Breaking Bad when we get to it if that is the podcast that we do so what can we say about it truncated I think it's such a good episode like I said Mm -hmm. earlier it works on its own as a short film I think it's one of the reasons that it's a good episode to talk about in this format I don't know I love it from the very very beginning the way that it sets up what's going on here just with a pair of pants flying mm-hmm. in the Albuquerque sky as we get some amazing Vince Gilligan establishing shots of the desert area where we're setting the series. I think it's such a striking image. And then to continue that with that whole beginning period of Who's this guy? Why isn't he wearing pants? Why is he freaking out? When he opens up the RV and there's like human shit leaking out of it yeah. as he opens the door and hes you have no idea what's going on. You hear that the police are coming. Who is this guy? Why is he so scared? And drops you right into like what's going on here and how did we
1: get here? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's been done so many times. The start something, start in the middle, jump back. But I think this is, at least in terms of TV show pilots that do that, uh, which there are still even a number that do that, but I think that this one does such a good job of showing something so specifically out there that if you haven't seen the episode, you'd have no way of knowing what the hell's going on at all, even if you knew what the show was about. Yeah. And I think the way it gets there is still unexpected, even when it gets there. You know, I I I think that it all is just really cleverly done the framing the shots that you see uh, you know having seen the show every single place that they're at in this episode yes, brings back so many memories itself yes. yeah even just different places in walt's house the pool so many specific times where you see like even just like the sun rising or like the middle of the night when someone can i don't know it's just so It jogged so many things in my brain just seeing this first episode. And that speaks to how great a job they did with the first episode establishing that they knew what this was and knew what they wanted to do, even though obviously things changed because of, you know, the the plan changed along the way, I'm sure. But they do a great job of cementing this world that we're in. I think that opening line
0: of dialogue, I think the way that we start the speaking portion of the episode is so great with Walter pointing this camera at himself telling us what happened Mm -hmm. but still not telling us what happened
3: yeah Uh, my name is Walter Hartwell White I live at 308 Negra Arroyo Lane, Albuquerque New Mexico, 87104 to all law enforcement entities this is not an admission of guilt I am speaking to my family now Skyler you are the love of my life. I hope you know that. Walter Jr. You're my big man. There. Are, there are going to be some. Things things. That you'll come to learn about me in the next few days. I just want you to know that no. No matter how it may look. I only had you in my heart.
0: Him covering the lens to get emotional for a second, mm-hmm. really showing us that this is not the Walter White that we know yeah. to be, you know, he's very sensitive and who is thinking at the very beginning, like, oh shit, I'm way, I'm in way too deep. I think mm-hmm. I'm giving up now. It's really, really <laughs> interesting. I really like it. Yeah. And the the line that really speaks out to me is him saying, no matter how it may look, I only had you in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big things about this show is when does that stop being true?
1: Yeah, and I think that's a a massive. Just watching this, you remember certain moments where Walter takes a massive leap into what he becomes, and it's really almost sobering to see again where he started. Since I'm so far removed from that, yes, I think the last thing I watched was was you know El Camino, where at that mm-hmm. point Walter is more of a thought than he is an actual character at that point absolutely so it's really really cool to see
0: i just like the way that some of the things that this episode shows and doesn't tell we start seeing oh there's baby stuff around before mm-hmm. we even know that he has a wife or that she is pregnant yeah we see we don't mention anything really about walt's past and no. his success other no, than that plaque, see that we a see, plaque. which mm-hmm. i think is really smart so we kind of see what their house is like and what this family is like as he's doing this like really I don't know this like walking in place type exercise and hacking mm-hmm. up a lung the whole time and it's his birthday one of the most iconic breaking bad things because they return to it late in the series yeah. is the age in bacon on mm-hmm. top of the eggs and I want to talk about even this scene just because I think in this scene specifically, we see how much of a G Walt Jr. is because yeah. there's this whole thing Skyler has provided breakfast, but it's veggie bacon because we're working on Walt's cholesterol. And then Walt Jr. walks in and just shits all over them. Yeah, he's like, what's wrong with the hot water? Get another hot water heater for the millionth, babillionth time. I keep telling you. I love yeah. it so much. Walt he's Jr. such a... Little twerp. And Mm -hmm. it really tells you, though, that this is a tight knit, loving family at this point. Because the little between Walt and Walt Jr., Walt says, Well, first of all, Jr. says, This smells like band aids, talking about (laughs) the bacon. But then he asks his dad, How does it feel to be old? And his dad says, How does it feel to be a smart ass? And he says, Good. And then they all like
1: smirk. So he
0: is this sarcastic asshole kid. But everyone's kind of in on the joke, yeah. And I think they that's find nice. it
1: charming enough still, for now.
0: I had the thought when we see Walt teaching, which mm-hmm. is the next part. He's in class and he's talking about chemistry. Is this day one of school? Because he says, "What is chemistry the study of?" If they've been in this class for more than one day, that shouldn't be the <laughs> question he's asking.
1: Well, I think it's probably earlier on in the school year. It's still pretty, you know, summery looking. They're in New Mexico. Sure, but they still have some seasons, season change, you know? I think that that's more of a, like, okay, class, have Because they're in chapter six. So they've at that's least, true. you know, gone Ionic decently bonds. into the the chemistry stuff. So it might be like a check-in, like, all right, what is chemistry the study of? Like, he expects mm. them to know the answer. It wasn't like a no. chemistry. And they don't. Yeah, they, they mm. fall with a thud. Yeah. The fire thing is cool. We changed the color. I would have been entertained by that. The kids kind of were for a minute. Walt's little
0: run about what chemistry is. I think the line in here that speaks most to the truth of the show is when he says, it is growth, then decay, then Mm -hmm. transformation, which is this show. Walt grows, then he decays, and then by the end he's transformed. He This is fascinating. I think it's a really great line. What do you think about fucking Chad? Fuck and now he calls out Chad. Of course, his name is Chad mm-hmm. for canoodling. Uh, he says, hey, is there anything wrong with your seat? It's such a teacher thing. And yeah. Chad, like, drags as loud as possible his seat back to his table. I thought that was very true. Because t- this show, it's easy after a while to forget that Walt is a teacher or was a yeah. teacher. And in these couple of moments, he's so classic oh, teacher that duper. everybody
1: kind of hates that's really trod upon by his students yeah and is like way too overqualified to be doing this job but like what else is he gonna be doing you know i buy all that i rock with that scene very realistic although uh, if i were what well, i would have thrown him out of the class yeah. at that point i'm not as patient there are multiple things in the first episode of breaking
0: bad that surprised me that they're all just mm-hmm. from the first episode like bogdan I knew that we'd get a little bit of the car wash, but I did not think we were going to get Fuck You and Your your Eyebrows. eyebrows. I didn't think that was this episode at all. So yeah, we learn all about Walt that he's this teacher that gets shot on by his kids and then he goes to work after work at the car wash where mm-hmm. his boss makes him as he Walt, this 50-year-old man who's hacking up a lung has to go outside and be the one to wipe down cars because someone didn't show up. And then you notice when Walt is wiping cars, there's like 10 employees out there. There's yeah. a lot of people working on cars and just one guy who was inside at the... They exactly. would have been fine without Walt. Walt is just shat upon and he's... Mm-hmm. He's the guy, Bogdan knows that he'll do whatever he says, so we just, ah, fuck him, Walt, go outside. With what you know to be true about Walt and where the show takes him, do you feel sympathy for him going back to this first episode?
1: Absolutely, I do. You know, I think that until we hit some of those moments that majorly display the transformation that Walt goes through in a negative way, I think until then, I I felt a lot of sympathy for Walt, and I still do at this time, because he is working two jobs for you know, a single
0: mom who works two jobs, two jobs who has kids, kids and never, never stops. stops.
1: A gentle hand in the heart of a fighter. He's Walter White. Finish your thoughts, sorry. I just had to (laughs) reboot. That's basically it, you know. He's working hard, and it's gotta really suck to want to have some sort of authority, but, like, would you respect a teacher that was on the ground scrubbing your tires in a button-down? I think one of the most relatable
0: moments in this episode is a really small one, and it reminds me of the things I really like about the show. Mm -hmm. When Walt's driving home after work in his little shitty car, and the glove box won't stay shut. Mm -hmm. So... The stress and everything he's feeling throughout his day comes out in this moment where he just yeah. repeatedly tries to slam it shut. And I don't know. I think that one moment actually has a lot you could unpack in it because mm-hmm. he knows it's not going to stay shut. This is yeah. his piece of shit car. But he just he's just I don't know. Hammering I think away that's... at
1: it like he is every day. He knows that yes. his life sucks. He's got to keep plugging away. Exactly. I think that's actually a really big moment for just Mm -hmm. being a small thing. And I
0: think we've all probably kind of been there before. Yeah. You just have to kick the thing a couple of times. There's the moment in, I think, the first episode of Better Call Saul where Jimmy kicks the shit out of a trash can and leaves Mm -hmm. this, like, dented trash can. I think it's a really nice moment, really telling of where he is here. And then he comes home, and it's a surprise party. But when the door opens, you can tell that he's got this, like, oh, I just had the shittiest day. In. Yeah. And he's not pleasantly surprised by the surprise party. He has to take a beat and then put on the face that he's pleasantly surprised by the birthday party. As exactly. Skylar's saying, you are so late. And he has to, okay, fine, you threw me a party. Mm-hmm. Marie. The couple of bits of Marie that we get in this episode, she is such a fucking bitch. Yeah, Marie fucking sucks. From the beginning, it's someone is being nice and pouring themselves a glass of wine. Oh, Skyler, you're barely showing at all. And Marie's like, "Yeah, she is." Or they mm. ask her, "Marie, yeah. isn't it? Doesn't she look great? Can't you not tell at all?" Eh, you could tell a little.
1: Yeah, I, I think it shows the, the bitterness and jealousy and kind of disdain that she may have for Skylar because Marie is married doesn't have any kids and you know We don't know right now in the show whether she wants them or not But it almost seems like she's kind of you know resenting Skylar because she's getting this attention That she's not getting
0: which is interesting because if you want to go Marie versus Skylar I feel like Marie has the most interesting life. Yeah Because of who her husband is and because he's Mm -hmm. on TV. We meet Hank in this scene And we're going to skip ahead. I think we should make a big skip so we can get to Jesse in the later part of the episode. But Hank makes such an appearance from... He just really is such a presence from the Mm -hmm. first second you see him. And
1: I hate him. Yeah. Hate Hank with everything I have. But you can't deny that he like is such so a charismatic yeah i think it's so
0: funny that it's walt's party and hank makes it so about him from with Showing all his off his friends there glock 22 <laughs> to everyone and then like passing it over to the kid mm-hmm. i think that's a really human moment the yeah the son playing around with the gun and walt and being like i walt don't know being so like Ugh. and then holding it and not and being, like, being oh. comfortable when we already know that we're working towards him pointing mm-hmm. a gun straight out it's a really nice moment yeah Hank proposes a toast to Walt, and then Hank even makes everyone yeah gather and watch him on the news at the Mm -hmm. exact moment. That's so wild to me at Walt's birthday party that he's like, hey, look, guys, I'm on the news. We really bagged one. So we're going to skip ahead a little bit because Mm -hmm. this plants the seed of Walt going on the ride along with Hank. Do you think Walt's a little messy in dropping hints of what he's interested in in this episode? Or do you think
1: because of who he is, it's fine? I think as of who he is, it's fine, and I think that to Hank, it reads as, oh, well, my dork brother-in-law is finally getting some action in his dull-ass life, so of course he wants to get up close to it and taste it, because my job's so awesome that everyone wants a a lick of what I've got to offer. He's a lot messier than he will be in
0: the future all over mm-hmm. this
1: episode, though. Yeah. And I like that. I appreciate I that. Because he
0: is Walter White. He knows what needs to be done. He knows how to cover his shit, but he is new to this world yeah. and is not used to being the type of and guy that the law it, will yeah. be watching over. So yeah, he lets a couple of lines drop throughout the episode that even a few episodes from now, I don't think he would. Mm-hmm. So obviously... We want to talk about the most important thing in this episode, the introduction of the two person team,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: is, of course, Walt's sad birthday hand job from Skylar while she's on her yeah. laptop doing eBay listings. <laughs> I think that scene is so excellent. And mm-hmm. I have to mention it because there's some great comedy in this episode. Yeah. And a lot of it is in this scene the watching her meticulously working his dick under the covers Mm -hmm. while neither of them ever break concentration in the conversation that they're having Mm -hmm. oh Walt, you know you really need to paint i'll paint okay i'll I'll paint paint. you said you didn't (laughs) want me to do it because i will (laughs) and the whole time just the continued yanking Mm -hmm. it tells you so much about their relationship it tells you so much about where walt is and it's funny it's really Mm -hmm. funny i think it's very funny Keep it going, keep it going. Yes, 56. 56. And then there's a quiet, (laughs) awkward beat that because this is an hour long episode, they can have them just Mm -hmm. kind of look at each other for a second. (laughs) And Walt, in pure
1: shock and and horror, is
0: staring at her like, what the fuck? So, (laughs) Walt's (laughs) been coughing this whole time, And the next day at work, after his party, after the sad hand job, he's lifting a heavy basin at the car wash. I also think it's interesting that they show that he fixates on, like, a beautiful woman for a second. Then he coughs really hard and takes a second and passes out cold flat Mm -hmm. on the ground. I think that pass out performance is great from Brian Cranston. The Very mouth good. open, fall hard. I think he really committed to that. We'll pass over the ambulance scene because we already talked about that. I'd say we jump like,
1: forward, then jump back. Because if we jump
0: forward, would we jump over the diagnosis of lung cancer? The whole like impetus yeah, of the show. Yeah, he's got cancer, and I kind of feel like where this is going. Because I'm having fun talking about this episode. I would love to be able to talk through all of it. You only get about 10 more minutes of it this week, guys. If you want to see us dive into Breaking Bad like we'd like to, this is what it would look like. And I will not end this podcast feeling satisfied about having gone through the pilot. And if you want to correct that, you'll have to vote for it in a couple (laughs) months. Right? Edging you. So I'm going to stop recapping. We'll come back to the recap if we get to do the show. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about Aaron Paul and his performance as Jesse in this episode and the beginnings of that duo
1: and how great they are from the beginning. What do you think? I think from the moment they see each other, there's such a almost like a spark that flies between them where there's some sort of relationship. There's already a history here that we don't know a ton about right away, but I think that you know, we see these these polarizing figures and from their first interaction where Jesse's hiding behind a car with a fucking tire iron and it's mm-hmm. like, I'm here, I'm alone. Listen, let's you know, and, and and how they both try and kind of posture at one another, but then they also know each other enough to not believe the other one's bullshit. And I think that is the basis this relationship is built upon is their trust and lack thereof in each other. Yes. And the the. Ebbs and flows that that goes through, and that's that already in this episode is shown so clear so many times be it Walt telling Jesse not to do the drugs, or Jesse trying to go find somebody to sell to, and it going sour, and Walt still trying to be like, Well, all right, you know, doing all these things. and I think that their relationship is just so human, but also so from surreal. The yeah, you love it. And obviously, you know that the plan was to kill off
0: Jesse at the end yeah. of season one, which because. Like, This season was affected by the 2007 writer's strike. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be 13 episodes. They had to cut off after seven because of the writer's strike. So -hmm. they never got to finish season one the way that they wanted to. And they had all this time before they started season two to air the show, to realize how much that connection is the show. And to work off of that. I think Breaking Bad could have still been great without... If they had made that decision, I can just imagine the episode where Jesse dies and how much mm-hmm. it affects Walt and how big of a driving factor in the show that is. But from the very beginning, the, they're, it's the way they talk with each other and the yeah. way that Jesse says something naively dumb but kind of sweet and Walt yeah. says something catty bitchy back <laughs> at it. It's funny, and it's, yeah, the (laughs) one that stands out the most to me in this episode is a really small moment when they've got the RV, they're getting ready for their first cook, and Jesse's up on the rock formation, like, Mm -hmm. scouting out the area, and what does he call it? The cowhouse. Look at the the cow. It's just a cowhouse. Two house. miles down
1: is a cowhouse. He's like a cowhouse, a house like, you know, where a they house live for the cows. The cows.
0: <laughs> then Walt starts talking, but then goes back to cowhouse. That's <laughs> them in that little moment. Absolutely. That's them. And it, from the beginning, even when they don't think Jesse is going to be the till the end of the series number two character, that yeah. dynamic is just so cemented in. There are very many great things to say about the episode. Mm-hmm. Before we close it out, how do you think this episode is aged sixteen years? later i'm becoming more aware in this show that has a lot of latin X representation mm-hmm. and a lot of like street representation i am becoming more and more aware that it was made and produced by a 40 something year old white
1: guy yeah a little bit I... in this episode <laughs> mm-hmm. what's good is that because they do so much of the show in new mexico I think that they get, you know, with my limited but somewhat close to home knowledge of not necessarily that area, but the, Mm -hmm. you know. Where are you going with this? I don't know. I think that they don't do a terrible job with everything but it's definitely. I mean, we've we've joked about it throughout this recording. Scante. Scante. Give me the isn't that some of the finest scante you ever sniffed I before. Think that's like where that show. That's just really funny. That's where it shows its age a little bit. And I do think that
0: the show gets better. I You're think it really kick settles my ass into something.
1: Holmes. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: not everybody's a. <laughs> or vibe the part home. when Walt's like, "How about this, amigo? I'll show you how <laughs> I cook, and you let us go." I don't think that the show is just impervious to criticism. No, not And I not do at think all. the first episode has – in a show that's so good at, like, showing and not telling. Like, there's not a moment where Walt and Skylar are like, we've got to pay this bill or else I don't know what we're going to do. Instead, we see they both have their side hustles. We see Skylar talking on the phone like, are you sure you didn't get that bill? There's not, like, a big scene like a, I don't know what we're going to do without yeah. this money, Walt. But on the other side of that, there's the scene where Jesse says, so just this guy who's 60s just going to up and break bad Bad? all of a sudden? Because I don't believe that Jesse would use that term. I've never heard anyone use that term until this show came out. It is a term. And when you hear... Vince Gilligan say it, it kind of has that vibe of like, oh, you know, break bad. It's what people say. And everyone's like, okay, I guess you're the genius who created break bad. We recently
1: recorded an episode where I kind of went on a tangent about the good place using the phrase born on third base Mm -hmm. because no one says that. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I think people that write think that they have this great grasp on conversation and language, but sometimes it goes a little bit too far. They're like, oh, this great phrase that people must use all the time when they're conversing.
0: Well, that's exactly where you get the parts of street talk and people outside of the race of the creator speaking to each other. That mm-hmm. he's like, I'm this writer. I know people. I know how to write yeah. dialogue. But you do, but there are times when it does show that it's a writer doing this and it's not real
1: people. Yeah. And as great an actor as I consider Aaron Paul to be, because I think oh, that yeah. he is really, really talented. And he comes into that throughout the show. Absolutely. I know, I know, and I'm sure that you probably know people that are in a similar line of work to Jesse that uh-huh. do speak really like that. And it still comes off as, OK, now, actor, you're going to put yourself in the mindset of a up and coming theater kid energy. Yeah. The and moment it's, it's endearing because we know how great his performance is in this show. But if I were, you know, coming in blind, I might be like, that's a, a, all right slim shady but. well at the same
0: time i think it's rooted in aaron's performance but mm-hmm. i think it starts setting up these stepping stones to showing why jesse is too sweet for this yeah that he isn't that that he, he is, is not of,
1: built for this
0: that he is kind of putting that on mm-hmm. i don't know if at this point in the show it's that intentional but i think it's his performance but when i mean he's even like,
1: him saying like no we can't cook here this is my my house, and okay, the subtle nod to it being his aunt's house, he's like, no, it's my house, even that set up there so, and we don't get to that shit until way later in the show, you know, so yes. I, I there's so much stuff that I like when the people that make a show pay attention to the show that they're making, Oh, and yeah. I think Breaking Bad and what I saw of Better Call Saul, and I can only imagine where it goes based on what you've told me, but they paid attention to what they were doing and they oh, yeah. kept that you know, and I—it's I, very smart. Just a lot of really talented people behind this. I don't think the creatives of Breaking Bad would ever say that they had a
0: grand, overarching everything that was going to happen in the show at, at the beginning. Yeah. But I do think you're right that they do pay attention, and if mm-hmm. they bring up something, they put it on a list, and they will get to it. Yeah. Which I think is really, really great. Uh, w- let's do our last closing segments. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear us talk more about the pilot of Breaking Bad. You're going to have to
1: vote for this podcast. I think you should. I think this would be a great Zach and Steven podcast, don't you? It'd be so incredible. It'd be so fun to talk about. And I think it'd be just such an awesome journey to go on connecting these two fantastic shows and reliving the parts that I have and living the parts that I haven't seen yet. So, yes. Very, very cool.
0: One last thing. The Jesse moment that read The Most Theater Kid to me was specifically when he... I don't think anybody who has a dependency on crystal meth issue is going to say, rubbing hands together, I got to try this. He felt like a little kid. It didn't feel like someone who was like itching to do a line. I feel like Jesse should have gone to do a line and Walt
1: stopped him, but instead well, he's is like, is it supposed to mm, read right now? i got to try this. At this point in the show, is Jesse more a casual, frequent user or is he a scratching himself addict? hmm
0: i don't know i think that i don't know
1: yeah that's the question i, meth I heads, think they're just like us yeah i don't know well sorry I- meth instead users. of
0: doing a good place bad place or an mvp for breaking bad i think in each episode steven came up with this name we're gonna decide who is the most dominating figure mm-hmm. the most the most like fear-mongering uh self-important just the man of the episode, whether it's a man or not, they're going to be the one who knocks. And in every episode of Breaking knocks. Bad, we will award who is the one that knocks.
1: And in this mm-hmm. episode, I know who mine is. Do you know who yours is? I do know who mine is. Why don't you go for a sec? It's Skyler. Skyler for you. Because
0: she is just owning everything in that house. She can say anything. She can do anything. She can like... Have Walt like making that face and like have him just tiny in the palm of literally in the palm of her hand. (laughs) And she can be thinking about 20 other things at the same time. I think in this episode, Skylar is the dominating figure of the marriage of their
1: household and of the episode. I think it is Skylar. Okay, so I, that's the. I did not think you are going with Skylar. I thought you might go Walt Junior for 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 giving it to sure. Skylar and Walt at the beginning of the episode, which, which we didn't even eliminate. Get to really talk
0: too much. I guess you kind of did about Walt yeah. beating the shit out of a kid for making fun of yeah. Walt Junior.
1: Yeah, so he, which leads me to mine. I give it to Walter Motherfucking White this week, and not anything to do with you know him making awesome meth. Or you know that, but because he straight up went in there and beat the shit out of a, out of a mm. fuck face that was much bigger than him, and then like was like, "Come on, fuck with me." And then he went home later that night and was yeah. so ravenous in the bedroom that his wife said, "Walt, is that is that you? you?
0: What a fucking that's <laughs> that adds
1: more to why Skyler is mine
0: because that's the most belittling thing you could say Are to your, your husband. <laughs> you bet. No, like that." Oh my God, this cock feels great. Who the fuck could that be, <laughs> Walter? What the what? A, what an awful thing to say in a moment of genuine <laughs> passion with your partner. Is that you? <laughs> That's why it's Skylar. She's a boss-ass bitch. And everybody hates Skylar. I think if we did a Breaking Bad podcast, I'd really want to follow how earned is the Skylar hatred mm-hmm. and how much of it is sexism because she's just retouching I think it is sexist that people hate Skylar because yeah. I think every negative thing that she Skylar does... I hate Skylar at
1: points, but I also, like, get and understand almost everything Skylar has done in this show. In most Fitzwarrington. Walt's the one
0: that's doing shit for no reason. Skylar yeah. is put in a
1: position and sometimes acts badly Another reason, though, why Walt's the one who knocks. This man has been in the business for six hours and already has He's killed, killed a two people. people. That's well, fucking not, not thug as shit. More and then laundered the money. Well... Zach, spoilers, but he Crazy thinks eight. he
0: killed two people. Not that, that's true. And for him being, I don't know, you see the seed this is where we'll end this mm-hmm. conversation. You see the seeds of Walt wanting to be the guy that he becomes when he's staring his fate down with a pointed gun when he didn't even need to. He's like yeah. already like, I'm ready to do this. And same when he has to defend himself and act quickly without Mm -hmm. giving away and, like, that's such a smart thing. That's your first Walter playing 3D chess. The convincing mm-hmm. these guys, I will show you so I can kill you and have yeah. them not know that he'd even be able to think of doing something like that because they're the guys with the guns. I think that's such a good moment. Mm-hmm. And I love when Walter says, will you please put that cigarette out? And he yeah. like smirks and blows the smoke in his face. And then you can see
1: the change in face. He's like, oh, Walt's I'm going to kill these motherfuckers. Like, yes. Yeah because i so, almost yeah. think that he really was going to make it for them at first and then almost had that thought and he's like with just one small decision i could get it. and he walter is so and you know i'll end it here but i know it's his, so hard i want to do he's it so bad so good at like i'm this scared timid man until i'm not yeah and it's it he does it like four times this episode where he goes from Oh like oh oh shit oh no oh no to all right time to handle business it's almost the only switch I can think of off the top of my head is Kei Kwan in everything all where all he, all he all. just snaps into a different universe version yes. it's almost like there's like sweater wearing you know beer sipping Walter White and then there's like I hit it from behind even though <laughs> she's five <laughs> is months that pregnant you? yeah <laughs> and shock her with my existence. So, Walter was your
0: one who knocks. Mine was Skyler. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. Yeah. If you want to hear us talk about the rest of the Breaking Bad pilot and the rest of Breaking Bad, revisit it together and dive into it deep. Consider voting for Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul as our next podcast later this year after we reveal the other two great options, which I would also be happy to talk about. Or, if you want, vote for I Think You Should Leave, which I would love to do a podcast about But right the second, I'm jazzed about Breaking Bad. And since we focused on the pilot of Breaking Bad for this, we haven't talked a ton about Better Call Saul. So I want to address quickly that I like Better Call Saul more than Breaking Bad. Steven's only seen the first season, which is where a lot of people capped Better Call Saul. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have a podcast experience where you're watching one of my favorite shows of all time. And we watch it together and we unpack it from the expert and from the newbie. I think that would be so be super fun. fun on top of revisiting Breaking Bad, one of the greatest drama series of all time. Steven, this was one of my two suggestions and I think I brought some heat. How are you feeling? Do you, this is, this is making good. You scared.
1: Think, you know, I think it's going to be a really fun adventure to talk about these shows because they're just yeah. so good. So good. Yeah.
0: I really think you should consider voting for Breaking Bad to be our next show and let us know in the comments. If this is one, you'd be excited to hear us cover. And we'll be back next week to dive back into the final season of The Good Place. Which yeah, will be Zach and I are really going to try fun. some
1: methamphetamine and then be back to talk about The Good Place. Hopefully. We'll see. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, we might end up <laughs> somewhere completely different. <laughs> Zach and I are taking a road trip to New Mexico to get some grade-A scante. Well, I hope this was as fun for you as it was for us to be a hypothetical Breaking Bad podcast
0: for a week. But it's time to come back to reality. Uh, we are a good place rewatch podcast. We'll be back for that next week. And if you want more of us in the time between, check us out over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. You can get our That Seventy Show rewatch podcast. You can get You Can't pre-show, our live pre-show that we do every time we record. You can get... The Time Knife a week early if you're listening here. It's, uh, there's a chance that you might already be able to hear next week's Good Place episode over on the Patreon. On top of lots of other things. The Patreon knew we were talking about Breaking Bad before you guys did. Uh, Patreon is the place to be if you want to support some uh, lower level podcasters so they don't have to resort to selling meth on the street.
1: Which we're not above. Not above it at all. I'll do it. I'll, Steven, I'm ready to go. where else can the people find us? Well, if you really need to cook, come find us over on Twitter and Instagram over at Time Knife Pod. We're mm-hmm. also on YouTube under the whole name of the show, just search us up into the Time Knife. You'll find us, you'll find this along with a uh, lots of other fun stuff that we've done in the past. Uh YouTube, comment, like, subscribe, just punch that bell to get notified. Uh it helps out. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. what should
1: be our Breaking Bad uh from inside the Time Knife? Should it be like Topically, like you know, seizing one uh, from what you chained to the pole in Jesse's basement, uh, uh-huh. or from the shit-covered floor of the RV, mm-hmm. or I think we should be in the RV. <laughs> yeah, uh, from the phosphate gas-filled <laughs> RV, from asphyxiating in the Breaking Bad <laughs> meth RV.
0: Black lives matter.
1: <laughs> I'm Steven. Uh, uh, yeah I guess I'm yeah, Zach yeah. well then yeah. you s- I tried to get you to say it and you didn't say it so I had to say. I was supposed in. to say it after you said it I don't know I don't know from inside Bogdan's eyebrows <laughs> great <laughs> black lives matter
0: yeah say it not in a silly voice I'm Zach <laughs> I'm Stephen and we love you very much we'll see you next week whether you're joining us on the Bebop feed or the community feed or the Time Night feed thanks for hanging out with us and join us next week back on Into the Time Night
1: say my name
0: well Steven <laughs> <laughs> is
1: yeah that you know you? who I am is that you <laughs> 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 bye everyone have a good week we love you
2: now it's half past two long
1: on the rendezvous now it's half
2: past three time made a fool out of me it's half past four. Oh baby can't you see No use in waiting anymore. It's a time of tragedy Think it's nine when the clock says ten This girl won't wait for the out of time Out of time man